Hello, Gap Year Universe. I'm Margot Brookfield. And I'm Julia Rogers. Welcome to Gap Year Radio, the show that brings you information and inspiration to plan a life-changing Gap Year adventure. How are you doing, Margot? I'm doing well, thanks, Julia. How are you today? I'm enjoying a snow day. Uh, everybody, schools are canceled. Everybody's building snowmen outside. And yet we are going to be talking about sailing in the tropics with our interview subject today. <laughs> Oh my gosh, love it. Yes, so today we have Kelly Daniels on the pod with us, who is a program director for a program called Seamester, which takes students on sailboats um, in different parts of the world, the Caribbean, and they also have a boat that I believe sails all around the world, learning about um, you know different academic uh, subjects, as well as learning how to sail and scuba dive. A really, really awesome program. So we're excited to learn more from her today. Yes, and we've known Kelly for years. Uh, we've traveled with her on the Gap Year Fair circuit, which is still traveling around the U.S. Uh, state, state by state, city by city. So if you are on the, the Western Seaboard, especially, there's going to be a bunch of fairs coming up in California, and uh, then uh, in Denver and Boulder, Colorado. So definitely uh, think about attending a fair, and you know, continue to follow the hashtag uh, Explore the Gap Year to help us celebrate Gap Year Exploration Month, which is also the entire month of February. Absolutely. And Kelly is somebody as well that just brings such life to the work that she does, so much passion. Um, I have been traveling on the fair circuit with her. This is our fourth season, I believe. And she just, yes, breathes life into everything that she does. And so um, definitely can hear her passion coming through as she talks about her experiences and what brought her to Seamester, which actually it was a different program aboard a ship that brought her to where she is today. So her passion for sailing in the sea is just, you know, exhibited in everything that she does and and expresses. So um, she's effervescent. Effervescent. Exactly. There's many, many positive words to describe Kelly. (laughs) Effervescent is absolutely wonderful. Yeah, so stay tuned and we're happy to have you here. Welcome to Gap Your Radio. We are super excited to have you on the podcast today. And for not only Julia and I's first podcast ever recording in the same location, but our first time having our guest in the same location as us as well. So welcome. Yes, thank you. Milestones, milestones. Very exciting times. (laughs) Awesome. Well, you know, as per usual, we're really excited to hear your story, just kind of what brought you to where you are today, being an industry professional in the gap year industry. Um, but also just, I think, your unique personal story outside of that 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 kind of led you to where you are today. Sure. So. Yeah, definitely. I'm happy to share. Yeah. And Kelly and I have known each other on the gap year fair circuit for years and oh, years. Goodness. So it's actually really cool to... I think six years. Yeah. We've been friends. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen mm-hmm. her through Tinder yeah. to... Dating the husband to getting engaged husband. with the husband yes. to having the husband. I know it's yeah. so exciting. Every it's... fair, every year at the fair is like a new. It's a new evolution. It is a new <laughs> a new year of Kelly. Yeah, That's what it is. It's great. But when you're when we're not seeing each other in person on the fairs, we're hearing about your adventures and your students' adventures on the true. high seas. Yes, yes, <laughs> very true. If I'm not myself on the high seas when I'm in the office, so. Kelly, it is, uh, it's cold outside where we are. It is. And for... you have a lot of experience in very warm, t- 
tropical places, where do you think, if we could transport ourselves anywhere right now, where do you think would be good to go? So that to me is a no brainer because my favorite spot where I spend three months of my year is the British Virgin Islands. So I would Mm. choose Tortola. In the BVI, it's a very beautiful, lush island in the Caribbean, and I think we could just all teleport there right now and be <laughs> nice and warm, sitting on the beach in the sun. Maybe that technology will arrive before the end of our lifetime. Yeah, maybe. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. I was recently asked what superpower I would have, if, if I could have anything, and what would it be and why, and my first choice was teleportation. Because I want to be able to go anywhere I want, whenever I want, with very little time in between. (laughs) It's a good one. If we could only have that power, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Similar vein, but I feel like flying is... Because then if you can physically fly, you can still get to a place pretty quickly, but then you get the bird... You can see our... Sensation, yeah. Yeah. Flying over it all, that's pretty cool. Mine was more, I live in Oregon and I want to be able to teleport home for dinner in Kansas City with my family at night and like teleport back to my own bed. Oh, yeah. So dreams, someday. Dreams. (laughs) We'll see. Um, well, Kelly, so I know similar to myself, I grew up in the Midwest. I know you grew up in St. Louis. And so yeah. now you've kind of emerged into this very global world that is very much focused on the coast, obviously, being that you work with, with Seamester and, and such an ocean-based company. So curious, what was your initial, the initial pivot for you from just being at home, a high school or college student in the Midwest to, to now? Sure. So I am from St. Louis, Missouri, which as we all know is a landlocked state. So when I told my parents that I wanted to go to the ocean, they were a bit puzzled to say the least, but I found the experience semester at sea, which we all know of, which is a college gap year program as well that takes place on a cruise ship, which turns into basically a floating university. So that's really cool. I did that for 110 days, lived on the cruise ship. Saw the world by water, and that was kind of it for me. At that point, it was like, no more dental school. I'm going to be a captain and sail the world, (laughs) sail the sea. So that's what I've done, and it's led me to Seamaster today. And did you go for out for a captain's license or just some certifications after college? Or what did you end up, how, how did that affect your education? Sure, yeah, it's so funny. So I had no idea I wanted to sail or that I even enjoyed sailing until I did Seamaster. And Seamaster for me was that pivotal experience where I was on the water like I had previously been, but only this time I was physically responsible. I was making the boat move. My crewmates and I did everything from cooking to cleaning to driving to docking to, you know, picking and dropping up the anchor. So those types of experiences and challenges really captivated me and coming to the ocean, that was it. I knew at that point I wanted to never leave and I ended up getting my captain's license on board. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So just to clarify, maybe for those who might not be as familiar, sure. you were a student on semester at sea, but yes. now you're referring to a different program where you were also a student called semester. Correct. So you're a student on both. Yes. Right. Okay. Also different than sea semester, semester. <laughs> which is a different program. All, all good programs. All great. All distinct programs. And that's the best thing about it <laughs> yeah. is, yeah, they are very distinct, three different ocean-going programs. And I talk about all three pretty regularly. You know, what's the difference there? And that's kind of the number one question I experience. Mm. And the easiest, quickest way to answer it is semester at sea is that cruise ship experience. Mm -hmm. Students are on a floating university traveling the world, but it's very similar to that cruise style. It's Mm -hmm. very lavish. You have people cooking your food and people doing your laundry. I mean, it's it's amazing. You're on and off. It's who wouldn't want to sign up for that. It's Mm -hmm. pretty cool. But the thing that really drove me to semester is actually hearing about semester 
while on semester at sea. So I heard of this <laughs> sailboat program that was doing something so similar, you know, seeing the world by water, traveling to multiple countries, multiple locations during a semester, only I would be physically doing it instead of just like taking naps all day. So <laughs> I, yeah, so I did semester that next semester. And yep, that's when I kind of uh, decided that that was a program for me. So you did that directly after your semester at sea. I semester. did the semester following, actually. Yes. <laughs> you did a full year on both. So I did, actually, yeah, across the Atlantic Ocean two times, back and forth. Uh, and I really ended up going back to school for a summer chunk. It was actually a fall spring. Or hold on, I have to cut this. Let me think. Spring 11. Oh, that's right. I did spring 11, and then I had a summer. So I went back to my advisor, and I said, listen, ladies, I need to get out of here. I love this university, and I want to sail the world. So I withdrew my application from LSU Dental and finished up all the courses that I needed for my degree in communications and a minor in German and went on semester, the next semester. Great. So oh it was like wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. It was good. It was it was right back. You know, back and the back. company is based in Florida, so that's where you're we based. Are yep, Sarasota, Florida. Beautiful, sunny, sunny skies. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the boats and the voyages that the students sure. tend to go on, because yeah. there's a bunch of different ones. There are a lot of options, and that's what makes our program also unique compared to a semester at sea. Uh, instead of being on that cruise ship, we have sailing vessels. So we actually have two boats right now, uh, constantly traveling around the world, and we're building a third. I don't know if you guys know I that do. or remember, I that. but yeah. yes, Vela is our newest boat, who's actually being built in Thailand right now. She In Thailand, in Thailand yeah. Oh. So she's set to splash in the spring. Spring of 2020. Oh so we're, we're soon to have. Uh, I would like three. to be there for that champagne. I <laughs> yes. That haul. That sounds like fun. It's gonna, it's gonna be a good one. So yeah. yep. So we have two boats, almost three at the moment, and one boat, Ocean Star, is always, always in the Caribbean. So mm -hmm. fall, spring, summer, sailing around the Caribbean islands, stopping at each place for a couple of days at a time. We've got Argo, who sails around the world and has actually been around the world four times with students on board. So students at the helm sailing from place to place. And then we'll have Vela joining the crew here soon. Yeah. So wow. yeah. if you had to guess, where do you think the boats are at this moment? Moment I, of recording. Okay, so at this very second, I know where the boats are because Argo <laughs> is actually starting program in Antigua. So she's in the Caribbean. Okay. So we could transport to her dock right now. Okay. Yeah, that would be pretty special. Great. Yes, to meet the students. Right now it is it is fly day right now. So students are arriving on the docks. They're probably getting ready for dinner, I would say. You know, starting to cook and learn how to walk around a, a sailboat. Very cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So that's where the boats are at. What kind of students do you tend to see on on this program? And like, and do you tend to see a variety of people with sailing previous sailing experience who maybe grew up with on sun fishing yeah, on the yeah, lake, sure. or, or people who just are like, I I think this is cool. I want to do. I want to try. Yep. Yeah. So we have a range of all levels of experience, and the best part about our sailing, our sail training, is that there is no experience required, no experience in diving or sailing or living on the water or any of that. We'll teach the students everything they need to know. We'll certify them as well. Um, and as far as experience of students, I mean, we have a range. You know, some kids are like, oh, I, I did a summer camp in Maine for a month, you know, and they'll have some small boat experience, but that's about it. So right. we'll take that student and we'll just build upon it and really raise them up to, um, to where we need to be on our schooner. Mm, that's cool. Yeah. 
very fun. So of all the different, I know there's also a lot of, there seem to be a lot of emerging programs at this time that are very similar in, in that they're on sailboats of some kind. So what really distinguishes, I know you answer this question all the time, but what distinguishes Seamester maybe from some of the other ones? Sure. So besides the fact that we are, you know, the sailing, the scuba diving, the beautiful sailboats, we're also really focused on the soft skills. I think that's what sets us apart. Um, one example of that to me, we haven't talked about yet, but it's like so true to my heart when you just asked about the superpower, right? Yeah. So every night before dinner, we have what's called the squeeze where no matter what's going on in that day, we all sit around in the cockpit, we're holding hands, which is a little kumbaya, but it's, <laughs> it's really cool because at that moment in time, the skipper of the day asks a question. It could be any question. It could be, you know, if you could have lunch with anyone right now, who would it be, live or dead? Mm. You know, and, and like, tell us why and mm. explain. Or like, what's the best book you've read and why did you like it? Or if mm -hmm. you could be a superhero, what power would you have? Mm -hmm. Those types of questions to really get to know one another and to build that strong bond and those, you know, that community mm -hmm. on board. So I would say that the soft skills really set us apart mm -hmm. because, you know, we have to come together as a crew. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you're not always each other's best friend, but when you're working and you have responsibilities, you have to kind of deal with it and get over whatever issue you're really struggling with to um, overcome and work for the team. Right. It's, so. it's not easy to sail a boat, especially mm. one that's large enough to do a transatlantic crossing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, that boat, I mean, it's 112 feet long, and it takes it takes a lot of hands. Yeah, it definitely does. One thing that uh, students of mine that have been on semester have mentioned is how, like, the night watches and yes. how special that is uh, and just how, I mean, oh how goodness. you're involved in basically every single thing Every aspect. Yeah. It's so true. And the night watches, actually, the night watches and cooking mm -hmm. are the two things that students come back and they say, I would have never guessed that this would be my favorite part. You know, cooking on a boat for 30 people, like who would have thought, you know, like who knows how to do that first off. So you, you gain that experience on board, but the cooking and then being at the bow and just looking out at the water, looking for ships, looking for lights, you know, anything floating. It's just, you have that moment to be with yourself or with another. Mm -hmm. And it just, you're looking at the stars, you're creating this like amazing magical memory that is really special. Yeah. That's yeah. what I think yeah. is so cool about it, is the opportunity in the middle of nowhere, just yes. with you in the sky. And you're, people are vulnerable at night. Yeah. You know, it's a time to be really with yourself or, like you said, if you have a, a mate Open up you. and share. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Mm -hmm. That's where I, some of my most memorable um, stories come from. And even when I think, close my eyes and think about it now, I can see myself blaring Taylor Swift at the bow by myself <laughs> at 2 in the morning, you know, looking for mermaids. That's, that's what I would say. I, I, would, I knew there were mermaids. I'm convinced that they're, mm -hmm. they're out there. So. Of course. I've looked for them. Any, but no, no reports yet. No reports, unfortunately. <laughs> we did see a submarine, though. Really? We did see a submarine, yes, doing naval training off the coast of, I want to say it was Morocco. Wow. Yeah, cool. so that was pretty cool. Wow. Because they spot up, you know, they turn their radar on and off. So they're mm. doing these training exercises. And you see a boat on the horizon on your radar that you don't see, and then the, the boop is gone. And they're, they're turned off, and you don't know where they are, and it's kind of scary. And, but... Yeah, that was a whole other experience, and very interesting as well. Wow. Yeah, wow. So after you're learning a lot. Seas. Yeah. yeah. On the, after on the high seas. Yeah. yeah. Sailing and espionage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh well, I would yeah. imagine, too, is there Wi-Fi on board, or are students really disconnected? So students are really disconnected. Of course, we have staff on board who have Wi-Fi connection, 24-hour, you know, seven days a yeah. week, satellite phone connection, all that good stuff. But 
yeah, students are disconnected, you know, and they do get Wi-Fi when we go into port. We have that opportunity. Um, if a student wants to be like texting on shore, we, you know, have that ability too. But yeah, on the boat, we're pretty disconnected. That is awesome. It's really cool. And they're still doing some academics. They on, are, on yes. The so, so how do they, how does one study yes. without Wi-Fi? <laughs> Please tell what us, What do you Kelly. do? So there are these things made of paper no. called what? books. What? I know. Nobody believes me. Tell us they, more. They're out there. So we have these books, you know, and um, we encourage students to read said books, encyclopedias, um, all kinds of maritime, you know, stories and novels. And we talk to students about this and how funny it is because you can't just Google something. You need to do research. You need to go look at that fish identification book and tell me what fish it is, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. But it's really hands-on too. You know, we've got our scientists. So when we see a whale, when we see a dorsal fin, the first thing we're doing is go to get that identification book looking at it comparing talking about it and that really is that magic learning moment where you will never forget what a green turtles and you see yeah. tons of turtles we see dolphins all the time so it's always you know who can name the species of dolphin the fastest that's what it becomes but it's fun we see tons of marine life and creatures both above and below the water well what a great experience too because I think I mean, and being disconnected just in general, obviously, I think we all know there's value to that and that teenagers these days, I think, and all of us to some extent right. are very attached to our Connected. cell phones and technology. But I think also to teach us all to be able to use resources that are there that are not just an app that you can point at the animal and it immediately tells you what it is. And, yeah. and not even that sense of instant gratification that I think we all get so used to of needing information like right now, but rather finding it and taking the time. I mean, I swear, if you left me without Google Maps somewhere and told me to use a, an atlas oh, and figure goodness. out where I'm going, I probably, I mean, I could do it, but it would take me a really long time and I would definitely get lost. And so I feel like I'm terrible at even using my resources oh, and like knowing that. It's true. For after you've yeah. been, you know, so long with your Google devices, you know, and your We're cell phones. We're all helpless. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I always ask my students, it's more of an open-ended question, but in our pre-departure call, I always ask them, how do you want your relationship with technology to go this year? And mm -hmm. do they have any goals? Because a lot of students say that they want to unplug on their gap year. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, especially with it being, you know, 24-7 in high school with, you know, um, people posting, it's kind of nice to take a step back from that yeah, and, and, to, and to breathe and to not have that be a priority. Sure. And for to be on a program where it's not an option, mm -hmm. it's an easy out because yeah. sometimes it's not easy to do. It's not, mm -hmm. It wouldn't be easy for Can't any of us. self-control. Yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. Totally. So, yeah. yeah. And so on the boats, the students are allowed to have their phones. We don't, you know, collect or restrict in that means. But we've seen it's a natural progression mm -hmm. of just, like, leaving their phone down below or in their bunk or, right. you know, on their mm -hmm. shelf as they get to know one another on the boat. You know, mm -hmm. they're sharing these stories where looking at, you know, orca whales and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So, yeah, you don't really miss it. Right. Yeah. yeah, not when there's whales in front of you. Right. For sure. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, and especially I think it's so important to be present during those experiences. Exactly. You don't want them, you know, you can sit and stare at your screen for the rest of your Forever. life. <laughs> yeah. But no need to do that when you have this really unique experience, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Awesome. And conversations, too. I mean, you've got amazing staff and faculty on board teaching these marine mm -hmm. science courses, the sail training courses. So these individuals have amazing stories to share and that's where it gets really cool because you're you're forced to talk you know mm. and you want to learn and so it, yeah you create really cool relationships on board. That's, awesome. that's awesome yeah i want to hear because you now like me have been in this world for a while and also like margo we've all been in this industry for 
we're getting, we're getting long in the tooth, girl. Yes, <laughs> but, I know. Um, you both longer than me, but yeah, <laughs> I'm racking up some no, years. I mean, I mean, you you kind of got into this whole thing in high school, you know, as far as like becoming senses, a world yeah. traveler. So, sure, you know, yeah, that yeah. counts. Not that you have to be a world traveler to enjoy the the, the know, benefits of gap time. Sure, but you know, Kelly, I do want to hear your perspective on what you've seen as far as the types of students who need gap time. Has that changed in your mind over the past like five, six, seven years? Do you, and like, what do you, what would you tell, what do you tell prospective GAP students when they're coming to your table or on yeah, the phone? Yeah, sure. To... Yeah, so uh, it's hard. I wouldn't say right off the bat, there's been a huge drastic change in the student population that we're seeing. Um, our programs are half GAP year, half college. So we have a really unique environment on board where we have normally ages 18 to 21. So it creates that experience of different backgrounds and different kind of levels of collegiate experience or boarding school or wherever they are really. Um, and we see the whole nine yards. I mean, we have students destined for Harvard or even at Harvard. We've got students at community colleges. We have gap year students who just graduated high school and they want to become a yoga instructor, you know, mm -hmm. or they want to be a marine scientist. We, mm -hmm. we see them all. And really the answer to this question is it's for everyone. A gap year, a gap time off. I mean, it's been it's beneficial for every student that I have you know run into over the years. Yeah. Do you keep yeah. in touch with any students, especially the ones that you're with on board? I do. Yeah. Yep. So we become. It's so funny you mentioned this because I was just actually at a gap year fair the other day and ran into a family who you know we always get the oh my son did this or I know somebody mm -hmm. who's done this and that's always exciting and I. You know, normally know who they're yeah. talking about, but uh, unless I don't, and that's really bad. But um, <laughs> so this particular family was saying, "Oh yeah, my son, my son Paul did this trip," and I asked Paul who, and they shared who this student was, and it was a student on my boat when I was a student. We wow. were students together, what? and here his family is with his little sister who's just graduating high school, looking for her gap program, oh. and the brother actually participated in semester on his gap year, a fall semester. So, I mean, it's magic. It's such a small world, yeah. and we do keep in touch. Some of my closest friends are from semester at sea and semester. And are there any cool stories you have of students? And like, have you seen anybody make it through, you know, semester, college, or career into doing anything cool? That maybe uh, is there a direct tie with any of the so students? It's so funny. I mean, there are so many cool stories out there, and I wish I could like write a book about everyone because they're really cool students. You know, they get on board with. Uh, varying dreams and desires. I know a student who particularly wanted to go into engineering and he decided to do our program on a gap year and he actually ended up going to school for not engineering but for marine biology and then I think he ended up getting a, a minor in like craftsman or woodsmanship or something like that and now he builds boats in Newport, no Rhode Island. So now he has his whole, he's as a wooden hole, hand crafts wooden boats. Wow. Yeah. That's and cool. that's his, you know, that was a hobby that is now a dream that is now his career. So. Oh my gosh. It's Did really magical. No, he was okay. at the fairs, but I okay. mean, we have a lot of students kind of go mm -hmm. down like a road like that, yeah. you know? Absolutely. It's I'm sure, cool. I mean, it, it, without question, is going to impact their direction. Trajectory. Whether yes. that means that they're going into something that's related to the seas or or exactly. boating, you know, it still is going to affect where they're... It, exactly. I mean, at. it could go where it does, like, make a hard left turn mm -hmm. into something on the water world, but also it could just be that, like, reboot refresher that a student needs yeah. to, you know, get back on that biology track and be a doctor. Yeah. Well, you having been a student yourself, reflecting back, obviously, I know this was many years ago now, but what do you think 
obviously you're still here today, but what was your biggest takeaway at the time? Like coming away from that program, what did you feel, how did you feel it had impacted you? I had no idea I loved sailing, first off. I mean, we talked about being yeah. from St. Louis, flying from me to Italy, you know, to see this 112-foot sail schooner on the docks, to think to myself, wow, what did I sign up for? Oh my gosh, here we go, to now where I am. Um, you know, I've got my captain's license. I've got my scuba instructor. I'm a wilderness first responder, just like you, you know? <laughs> and teaching, it's really brought me to teach. So now every summer, that's where I live in the BBI, and I'm teaching those younger students those, those passions of mine. When you see students come off of these transformative experiences, some, some of the things that we know is that transition can be hard, right. whether that's transition back to college, transition to college, transition sure. to the, you know, the world. workforce, yeah. whatever. What are your tips for, especially for a student who's maybe on a boat-based program or who loves the ocean, yeah. knows they need to go to college and their college is in a landlocked state, yeah. I don't know, or just in general, like, what do you, I would what say, do you find? That is hard. I mean, it was personally hard for me. I know a lot of my friends, it's like, you know, the mid-trip blues or the um, the post-trip blues, I should say, yeah. where you've just lived on an amazing, you know, sailboat or cruise ship or wherever you are in Africa, wherever. Yeah. And you have this community around you that you may or may not have around when you get home to St. Louis, Missouri. And it can be hard, but my advice to any student in this situation, regardless of their program, is to make sure that they have something like the friend that they can call or like the, you know, they can read the blogs or their journal or, you know, look at those photos and be really proud of that moment. But I always say, think of it as, what do I say? Think of it as your, as an experience, not the the best experience. Think mm -hmm. of it as an adventure, not your best adventure. Like the, the rest, the best is yet to come. That's mm -hmm. what I would say. So you take that, you grow, you learn, you continue. You're planning your next step. You know, right. you're well, not just like settling and being sad, you know, and reflecting on this amazing time that you had because you can have more amazing times. Mm -hmm. So it's just setting your art, you know, your eyes on the future, I think. I love that as an idea too, because a lot of the skills that one gains on a program like Semester are transferable into the future. If you yeah. get, if you're PADI certified, if you're got, if you have a captain's license, yeah. you're gaining these skills that whether or not they, like you said, whether or not they have to do with a career, sure. they are hobbies that you can have. They're building on this like rich and fulfilling life. Yes, yes. So. I mean, just alone, those two are lifelong certifications that you can take anywhere in the world. Yeah. But when you also think about not just the certifications you earn, but the soft skills and the mm. challenges that you overcome mm. as an individual, you know, living on a sailboat, figuring it all out, that in itself is, you know, some an experience that the majority of students don't have. Mm. So when they go to college and they live in that dorm and they have, you know, their 600 square foot bedroom that to them is a mansion you know <laughs> they will not have any problems living in that you know that space or they won't have any problems dealing with one roommate because we mm -hmm. just had two three four or five you know mm -hmm. so they take that experience and they really you know have that for forever yeah yeah well I feel like those team building skills that you acquire and kind of can can work on during a semester like that right. where you're I mean, not only just living in a group, which I think teaches you a tremendous amount, but then having to work together to yeah. operate a, a boat. Um, I feel like that, I mean, that can transfer on not only to their college living situations and future roommates and things, but also, you know, the workplace the workforce. or, yeah. you know, wherever it is where you're always having to deal with people in life. I feel like there's always going to be people that you might not get along with, but the skills that you learn at, from having to do that at a young age, because, right. you know, as I'm sure, I know with ARC, as I'm sure it is with you, like these students are coming from all over the place and they're 
kind of thrown into this hodgepodge of people together that you're, it's this sort of magical little community that you build. Um, and every single one's going to be so unique and different, but I think that there's people that you might not have been friends with in high school or in college. Or you maybe not necessarily wouldn't go out, you know, and reach out to this person, but now here you are. Your best friends because you shared this experience. So I think it teaches you a lot. It, It definitely does. I mean, even just listening to that, I had a student on my voyage who was not a morning person, definitely not. And I am not a morning person. But when I'm in a group setting and I know I have to do something, I, you know, I want to get up and on the ball. So this particular student, it was overcoming the challenges of working with somebody like this who maybe didn't want to be talked to at, you know, six in the morning without Mm. coffee or food. So yeah, overcoming things like that and thinking I can, I can do this. We can do this. Like let's overcome this. Mm -hmm. As someone who's never sailed before, I'm curious if you can walk us through like a situation on a boat that like requires multiple people and that kind of teamwork because I can only imagine the teamwork involved in sailing these kinds of vessels. I mean, oh gosh, there are so many situations. So I always draw off my personal experience and there was one situation um, on board where we thought we saw something in the water. And this is something, we have watch. We, I think we talked a little about mm-hmm. night watches. Right. So we thought we saw something in the water. It was kind of like an all hands on deck situation. We have full sails up. So that means we are under the power of the wind. You know, we're moving through the water at like uh, eight to, you know, 10 knots. And it's like, you know, dusk basically. And we thought we saw something floating. We didn't know what it was. It could have been trash, you know, anything really. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had all hands on deck. Everybody came up. We had to drop sails. You know, engine goes on. We want to make sure that whatever it is we steer clear of but we also if it's an emergency situation that we're kind of evaluating Mm -hmm. so it ended up being you know a piece of trash or or something like that but in those cases it's kind of like an all hands on deck so everyone no matter what state you're in you're up on deck you are pulling down the sails turning on the engine you know pulling the lines and whatever you need to do Mm -hmm. to really kind of evaluate and go Mm -hmm. from there So, I mean, that could happen in any situation, like an all hands on deck. If there's a fire drill, we do those, you know, or we're training for the emergency and it's Mm -hmm. a drill, it's a drill, but Mm -hmm. it's always good to practice those types of emergency situations because it could come up. Definitely. Or squalls. That's another Mm -hmm. instance where, you know, winds, all of a sudden we have all sails up and the winds just pick up and it's crazy. You know, we've got gale force winds out there. So we need to drop sails to gain control of the vessel to steer on our route. Mm -hmm. And yeah, another situation where it's you're moving, you have three people going up to the bow to take down the, you know, the forward sails. You've got Mm -hmm. somebody back at the helm steering the boat. You've got a lot of moving parts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, do you guys think we should transfer to some popcorn questions? Yeah, let's do this. Okay. Okay, we're going to be coming up with these on the spot here. Yes, we're so very spontaneous. So popcorn questions are supposed to be rapid fire. Okay. Margo and I are going to throw a question at you. Travel related usually (laughs) or like your your experience Experience. related. Okay. And you just kind of, yeah, tell us what you first think. Okay, I'm ready. You go first, Margaret. What's your favorite restaurant in Sarasota? Oh my gosh, guys. I thought I was going to be work related. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Just throwing you a curveball okay, here. Okay, 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 okay. So I would have to say my very favorite restaurant in Sarasota, Florida is Yume Sushi. Mm-hmm. And I say this because it was Zach, my husband, the husband. It was oh. our first date. It's oh. We go back every month on the 28th. It's oh our gosh, spot. You guys are so we cute. Like, no, it's, it's like, it's the best. Oh. And they have to go there and get the butterfly roll. That's what you want. The butterfly roll. What's so in it? Good. Couldn't tell you. 
But it's delicious. <laughs> it is delicious. And it's got a crunchy little thing on the top. It's awesome. If the owners are listening, by the way, you should yeah, be getting get some, some sort of royalties. Yeah, 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 right. really. You made sushi. Uh, yeah. That's Y-U-M-E. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask something that's Let's more see. that's more apropos to the topic at hand. Sure. Although, sure. I guess this went to sushi, so that is like actually it. pretty related. It well, we fished related. on the program. Right. Well, that has that's what I was going to ask, yeah. is what has been the most spectacular fish you've ever seen on program? Oh, my gosh. So when I was a student on the program, we caught, I want to say, like, four fish. We caught tuna, um, dolphin fish. Did you eat them? Yeah, we did. That's so cool. Sushi, right? It was amazing. I mean, thank goodness it wasn't me more. who needed to prepare said sushi. But, yep, there, were, uh, some, there was help on board from our staff and students who knew how to do it. They filleted the fish, rolled it out for dinner that night. That's it's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, but what about fish. fish that you didn't eat? I was more asking like oh, beauty, like natural I we were splendor. About... No, <laughs> we talk about eating too. I mean, eating fish is good. But What's the best fish I've ever seen in the water? Like most beautiful fish, like while oh. snorkeling, scuba diving, oh. on board, that oh, kind of thing. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, okay so I Are would. Are you hungry? Well, <laughs> maybe. So I would have to say the spotted drumfish. Its top fin is very long and it's very flowy mm. and it kind of like dances in the water mm. and it's black and white. So you've got stripes, you know, horizontally and then you've got um, its fin that is just like flowing, dancing in the water. I mean, mm. it's, they're magical. That sounds really pretty. Yeah. Spotted drum. Mm. Mm. What is your favorite place you've ever been to port? Okay. So... Favorite place I've ever been to port. So I'm going to have to say that this is going to put me back on semester at sea mm -hmm. when we docked in Manaus, Brazil. Mm. And I wouldn't say Manaus was my favorite port, but you see what happened is I took a six-hour, six-hour trek to the Amazon jungle, and that was amazing because we're talking about, you know, when you get somewhere and you're like, oh, I'll take a, an Uber, or like, <laughs> I'll take a bus or, you know, a subway or a limousine or oh, whatever. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out, right? No. Not in the Amazon. <laughs> Not in the Amazon. They have, you get on one canoe that gets to a smaller canoe that gets to an even smaller canoe, and then by the time you're there, you're like, I don't know if I can sit on that, you know, it's a piece of wood, it's literally a two by four, wow. and a paddle, so that was really interesting, and spending a couple of days in the Amazon, I mean, just like we were talking about, getting right. away from everything, and just learning how these people live, I mean, indigenous tribes down there, it's, it's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That, so I would have to throw it back to Manaus, Brazil. That's okay. really cool. Yeah. It was very fun. Okay. I've got another one. All right. Let's All right. This, so if you, so advice for people going on ship, how would you say ship bound, ship board? Yeah. I always ship say onboard, yeah, shipboard communities. Shipboard like, communities. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, onboard a shipboard Most community. important ship. piece of gear. That may be forgotten if you didn't okay. know. That, like, you have to know yes. from experience is important. Yes. So this is a question that all the students ask me, even though I give them the packing list, and you would think that I would put this on the packing list, right? So I'm torn between two things. Okay. So the first item is a very nice pair of sunglasses. 
all right? Because we don't always realize the damage the sun has and the UV rays and the UV rays on our skin and our in our eyes. And so I learned this firsthand when I bought one pair of sunglasses that were like from the dollar store, <laughs> not, you know, um, no polarized. They yeah. weren't polarized glasses. And then I stepped on those and then they broke. And then I didn't have anything. And that was traumatic. That was hard for me personally. So I say, don't forget sunglasses and then bring a backup pair of sunglasses. Mm. Step number one, because you're on the boat and the sun reflects off the water. Everything is white. Mm. Mm. It can be harmful on the eyeballs. Yeah. You know? Okay. Uh, next piece of gear that I wouldn't forget is a GoPro. You know, because you've got to capture those memories. GoPros are great because they're waterproof. They're normally shockproof if you do drop it, you know, and um, you can add a little floaty so it floats if it's in the water. I mean, GoPros are pretty sweet these days. Because I've had some very, personally very interesting student-prepared meals in the past. This is, yes. What is the most interesting meal that you've had students come up with that wasn't oh maybe gosh. something that is typically paired together or that you might not have expected? Okay, so, so I'm drawing back to a day where I had a cheese day. Cheese. It, the, the theme of the day was cheese. So we started off with egg and cheese burritos, heavy on the cheese. Then we had cake cheese quesadillas for lunch. And then dinner was mac and cheese. And, you know, the students are preparing said meals. And at some point you're like, all right, that's a lot of cheese. I can't do that much cheese. So we added some, you know, grilled chicken to kind of spice things up. But, yeah, he wanted to make a cheese day. Wow. I'm just yeah. thinking that's a whole day of, like, a yellow whole... and tan colored foods. Yeah. I always say you need to diversify the plate, guys. Yeah. I'm like, green colorful. things. Rainbow plate. Yes. Red things. Orange things. Purple oh things. Oh, my gosh. Cheese. Yellow. All day. That, what, Marco, just out of curiosity, what was the most... Yes, oh, I know side? what it was. Oh, what yeah, was so this it? was on oh, my gosh. East Africa program that I led for ARC, and our students cook as well, and so I had my students, a few in particular, that really liked pasta and carbs, which is, you know, and that was, like, all, all they knew how to cook was, like, pasta, and that was great. Well, they decided to make a spaghetti grilled cheese, so there was spaghetti noodles with red sauce inside of a grilled cheese oh, sandwich. It's the cheese. I don't think it's the cheese, <laughs> cheese right? Really so so was it good? I mean, like, all those things on their own are tasty, right? Yeah. So, like, if you put them all together, nothing Spaghetti really clashed. Sandwich. It was a little bit of a messy meal. Um, but it was fine, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was interesting. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's an experience, right? It's, it was an experience. It's, it's a culinary and yes. culinary And adventure. cooking that, you know, out on a on a little, like, Teensy little stove mm -hmm. in Tanzania. Like I can came see out, it right? now on the fire. Yeah, <laughs> on the fire. It came out all right. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Anyway, I'm sure they were proud of it. They were. See, and that's the most important. They really thing. were. He was the student was so proud of his cheese day. Oh, he loved it. <laughs> he loved it. He probably still talks about it. If you're listening, I didn't hate it. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Kelly, thank you so much for being here yeah. on the show. We're so all together. Yeah, we know. always have fun. I know. This is fun. But thank you so much for telling yeah. us all about semester and life at, yes. on the ocean. On the ocean. Now I'm, I'm going to have yeah. dreams about being on the water tonight, I think. You know? Yeah. I know. It might Call be time me. for a more tropical adventure I'm, for me. You could just <laughs> teleport right now to the Caribbean in about <laughs> happen 20 years. We're going to come up with that. Yeah. 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 But in the meantime, Margo, where can, they, where can the people find us? <laughs> So you can find us at um, Gap Your Radio on Instagram, as well as GapYourRadioPodcast.com. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at Gap Your Radio.
You can email us any questions or comments about the show at gapyearradio at gmail.com. And I guess that's all. Oh, wait. No, we have to ask Kelly how to say goodbye in a foreign language. Oh, oh. Do you want foreign, oh German. I guess. German. Yes. Okay. okay. So we do our sign-offs in different languages. Okay. So do right. you remember how to say thank you and goodbye in German? I do. Or, or, or goodbye. Or thank you. Well, or yeah, oh, yeah. Or see you later. Okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. Ready? Yeah. Okay. So it's Danke. 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 And then Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks.